Hello and welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 426, our second show of the year, but this year has no chill and we have a ton coming up, including that Sony is, surprise, not going to E3 this year, but Microsoft is, um, and also that Xbox won't have any Series X exclusives for maybe the first year or so. And we also have a first look at Master Chief's new do for the Halo series, but uh, we don't actually have the look. We just have some descriptions of it. But we're going to do our best to kind of use our imagination because nobody knows what Master Chief looks like. Um, And then we have that and plenty more on this episode of Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. Welcome, friends. I'm Marina Sanchez filling in for Ryan McCaffrey while he is out on a very exciting assignment that I'm sure he's going to want to talk about whenever he gets back. Um, But today I have a very great panel. We're almost back to full staff. We're getting there. Joining me is Destin Legary. Bam! A little bit of hype up in this show. Yeah, I mean, like I said, no chill this year. We've got so much to talk about. No chill. Yeah. Brandon, making his 2020 debut. Hi. Yeah. Hello. I missed last week, but I'm back and I'm tired and I'm ready to go. Yay! (laughs) And Mark Medina, join us again. Hi, I'm back again. Yeah, uh, DiGiorno Pizza also not going to E3. They tweeted about that. <laughs> oh, so, oh, really? Yeah. I, did the wiki. I, I, I didn't see it on the paper. Did that really okay. happen? Yeah, they did. That's They're great. like, hey, guys, we're also not going to E3 2020. <laughs> not in an official capacity, but yeah. every year a lot of DiGiorno Pizza is eaten at E3. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pizza for sure. Um, so let's just jump into it. Yeah. Sony is not at E3 again. I will go ahead and read their statement. Um, honestly, this is like a huge surprise because I did think that they were going to be back with the new console generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so here is what... Sony had to say after thorough evaluation um, Sony Entertainment has decided not to participate at in E3 2020 we have a great respect for the ESA as an organization but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year we will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus, hundreds, wow. Uh, our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic line of upcoming titles for the PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we're truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. So it's kind of interesting that they specifically point to saying, hey, the ESA's yeah. thing with E3 is just not what we're feeling. It's like, what? That's- <laughs> An interesting uh, thing to like lead off with your statement with, um, obviously. I don't like where E three has been going. How do you guys feel? Obviously, like, I'm, it's I a business. Hate, yeah. I hate the whole like it's open to everybody now. It's like yeah. that's Gamescom or like that is like the stand event experiences that right. Xbox and Sony is already doing. That is not what E three was about, and the ESA just doesn't care. They became a consumer facing uh, company. Our, na- our names are still up. Oh. And Borba's freaking. <laughs> Producer Borba's like, what yeah. do I do? <laughs> that was the thing I forgot to press. That's all right. And did it. But yeah, so um, I don't love the direction that E3's been going the last few years. And they just seem like they keep bragging about attendance numbers. And I'm like, that makes the experience worse for everyone. Well, mm-hmm. it's moving further from a trade show into a consumer show now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah, we have so many consumer shows already that like know what they're doing. Like a PAX mm-hmm. event is such a fun thing. Yeah. And you don't have the same experience going to E3. Like I, I have heard from some people who have gone to E3 that they're just like, this is really disappointing. There's so many lines. There's not a lot for us to do. Mm-hmm. And But that's what E3 is. Like it's not 
geared toward consumers like you're kind of seeing some booths like make that shift and like oh well we want to be friendly to the people who are coming but like at what cost and it's it's a very strange change um but i think it's still even stranger that again saying with the new console generations just right around the corner that sony wants to skip this in lieu of their own events mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um sony also did not announce any dates or any sort of indication when they're going to hold their own events congrats esa you have pushed away some of the biggest people that yes, drive sony. traffic to e3 sony's out microsoft they have a presence they're, there they're so still there microsoft like, they're, they're doing confirmed. their uh, conference e- ea right? left years ago yeah so. yeah um, it's weird it makes me wonder if sony is ever gonna come back to e3 only because it's why like, what well, do they get by coming back oh, no, no, no. i'm not, I'm not saying like, i want yeah. them back i know i'm I've... saying it's weird to think that like okay they didn't come last year and everyone's like well that's because you know it's the end of the generation they don't want to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars uh just to compete for news and and not have a lot to show but we thought for sure they'd be there this year. Their console's launching this year. Yeah. And yet, no. So it's like, if if not this year, then probably, why next year? Probably not. not. Year after I that. wouldn't see it like, happening again. Yeah. It's, it's very strange to think that it's like, that, that might be it. So late last night, Phil Spencer did confirm that Microsoft will be at E3. Um, he tweeted, our team is hard at work on E3. We are looking forward to sharing with all who love to play what's ahead for us. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and te- technical process. 2020 is a milestone year in that journey for mm-hmm. Team Xbox. So, so interesting he phrased it that way. Will you be present during the e3 conference but off-site like you were last year or are you actually going to be on that show floor where you have to pay millions of dollars for booth space Mm -hmm. i don't think they i don't think they will i mean why what benefit well because they they own the nokia theater now it's now i think the microsoft theater and it's exactly it's literally five minutes from (laughs) from the e3 door to the door of the microsoft theater so it it makes total sense like you have that space own it you don't like you said you don't have to pay that million dollars the ten thousand dollars per square foot of mm-hmm. show floor mm-hmm. space or whatever ridiculous price tag it is. I, was I, gonna, I agree with where all you yeah. guys are coming with. I'm not saying like this is a bad idea on Sony's part or Microsoft's part. I'm saying it's smarter for them to do their events elsewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah. the ESA is going to suffer and E three is gonna suffer because of this weird direction that ESA is taking. Maybe DiGiorno will rethink their tweet <laughs> and uh, I, buy I, up that booth space. Yeah, there's the all this free space now. <laughs> DiGiornocon. Yeah. Um and, yeah, I, I think I think stuff happening around E3, like, I, w- I was reading different tweets, and a lot of people are like, good, they're not going to E3, like, that's totally fine. And it's like, I think E3 is still an exciting time. It's still relevant. For yeah. Me. And it's it's a little, it was a little weird, uh, you know, missing out on Sony last year around that time. Uh, I like this direction of, like, EA is like, we're not part of E3. But we're going to do our showcase mm-hmm. during E3, and that's kind of what Microsoft. That's that's what everybody's still doing, yeah. mm-hmm. and so it's like hopefully we just get more of that. There's like, people surrounding E3. Yeah, I mean the thing is when you're actually at the E3 days, like those show, show floor days, you you felt Sony's absence. Like mm-hmm. you could see how much emptier yeah. it was, how it how fewer things yeah. there were, and there's just like this big space of nothingness. Mm-hmm. Whereas like usually it's like you know really packed. Of course, around the Nintendo booth, it's like you know you're like arm to arm with other people. Mm-hmm. But um, I think with having Sony skip out, it is just a little bit less fanfare. And yeah, maybe Mark, they will do something like right before E3 or like just preceding those actual show floor days. Mm -hmm. But I kind of think that they're going to take it super far ahead of that and just have their own very big event and try to make their, again, like keeping their own news cycle, right? Mm -hmm. I I think it speaks to what the value of E3 is now 
-hmm. It's less of a physical event and more of a period of time during the year. Like it is E3 time where everyone, everybody announces and makes their announcements. You know mm -hmm. you're going to get announcements from EA and Sony um, just because that is when people are tuning in. This is their chance to grab the mainstream. This is when they reveal things. It's an exciting time for us, mm -hmm. for consumers, for publishers, for devs. Um, I think it means less as a physical uh, show now. I, I think with the absence of EA and Sony, and I think you're going to start seeing more and more people yeah. pull away from E3. I wonder, in, in the past years, we speculated that the ESA has shifted toward this more consumer-driven show in order to uh, you know, double down on the value and make it, that, that, that booth space, make it worth uh, the investment from publishers, right? Because they're not, now they're not just selling to us, the media. They're not just selling to other publishers and developers. They're selling to consumers. But is that worth it anymore? Like now that it's a consumer show, is it worth it for Sony to spend those millions and millions of dollars to have a presence there when they can get just as much from a PlayStation Direct or a, you know, a PSX, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even, brands, even brands like us, we opted not to be on the show floor last mm -hmm. year because... We can do a better live show offsite. Offsite, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, what and I was people say like is it. It's, it's weird to see this like uh, weird shift where it's like PlayStation leaves and Microsoft. I mean, they could also leave, but instead they're they're choosing to kind of capitalize on just Sony embrace it, yeah, by being like, okay, well, then we're going to go harder. And it's like they didn't have a ton to show in 2019, but at the same time, their conference was still super cool mm -hmm. because it's like they're like, well. We're the big one at E3 they now, have, so... I'd say they actually had a lot to show in 2019. Like, they had a mm -hmm. great yeah. show that definitely took, like, notes from Sony's playbook and just having these reels of awesome game after game after yeah. game and just, like, really hitting us with so much stuff. And, like, it was really exciting to watch that, too. It's like we had so many things to look forward to, and we still do. And mm -hmm. I think that's going to be this year, too. It's like we have so much we don't know about Next Gen still, and this will be a great opportunity for them to showcase that. So... Let me ask this question. Mm -hmm. Will Sony ever go back to E3? Mark kind of hinted at it. I think they're done. Yeah, I, I would assume that they are. Like I said, if, if they're not doing this year, which, you know, this is going to be the a, a really big year for at least the next, you know, the biggest year in the next, for the next seven years, because this is the console, you know, launch. Uh, if they're not doing this year, you would have to assume that there's no big reason to show up next year or the year after or the year after. Yeah. I think they will. They'll go back eventually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if only because uh, the definition of E3 is going to shift at some point. You know, something has got to give at some point. Mm -hmm. Either the ESA is going to wise up and realize that whatever uh, relationships they have with these developers and publishers isn't paying off anymore, or E3 is going to die and no one's going to go back. So, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, it, if they want to maintain this as the pinnacle of uh, video game newsdom of the year... Uh, they need to figure out a way to appease not only the publishers and developers, but the consumers and the trade outlets as well, right? Like, mm -hmm. you have to make this show valuable for everybody involved. It definitely feels like a ESA midlife crisis sort of happening. I think they're yeah. at a crossroads. They don't yeah. really know. And, and Where I mean, do we it's, go? It's a long time coming, right? The rise of the influencer, mm -hmm. the, the rise of non-traditional media, the rise of uh, developers and publishers being able to directly speak to their audience, not really needing us. Like, look at Blizzard. You know, Blizzard doesn't ever attend E3 because they have their one event per year. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the year, they set up preview events or review events. 
and that works totally fine. So mm-hmm. we're at this weird sort of crossroads where all these traditional uh, ways of speaking about games and reaching out and touching your audience uh, is is sort of it's all jumbled up right now, and we need to wait for the blocks to settle, and then we'll figure out like what the games industry is going to look like for the next decade. Yeah, absolutely, it's very well put. I, I agree. I don't actually. Well, I kind of agree. I don't think we'll go back though. No, despite everything, you, I think I think yes, we'll figure it out. But I don't, I just don't think Sony wants or cares about it anymore. Yeah. I think if this year they didn't go back, it's just it's just not going to happen again. Which is going to be interesting because we want to see how maybe Microsoft takes more advantage of that. Mm -hmm. I don't think Nintendo is going to change its direction with just having its directs, and I think it's worked really well for them. And so now we have this bigger open space for other game companies to come in and have their own special limited conferences. Um, And those are always fun, too. And we we don't talk about those as much just because they are just multi-platform sort of deals. Right. Bethesda, Uh, Square, to some extent, Konami, but I think it's been a few years. Yeah. Ubisoft, Ubisoft, yeah. Yeah, Devolver. They always have a fun one. (laughs) Maybe they'll they'll take the Sony spot. Yeah. If you like watching chess bursters come out of that <laughs> stage, you're going to love Devolver. How do you like chaos? <laughs> yeah, um, so I think we're going to have a lot in store. Um, I think I'm ready. We want to move on to this next topic because it's also huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think huge for a lot of people who may be like kind of on the fence about moving on to the Series X next year oh, or yes. the, this year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got the news in that Xbox won't have any Series X exclusives for at least a year. Brandon, would you like to fill us in on this news? On the news? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the school of thought is with a new console, you get games targeted at these new consoles and these new specs, and they're going to be awesome and amazing. And they're going to harness the full power of the of the console. Microsoft is basically coming in and saying, you're not going to see things like that for a few years afterward, mm-hmm. um, largely because they're not going to alienate the Xbox One family of devices. So you're going to get Microsoft's, I don't know, uh, Hellblade 2 is going to come to the Series X, but it's also going to come to the Xbox One, right? Mm-hmm. I assume so, I imagine. If it comes out <clears> within like, the next We don't have news something. on that. I'm just using yeah. it as an no example. Um, and what that, what that essentially means is that they're going to develop a SKU for their devices and then scale up or down depending on you know what, what each device can handle. And this isn't the first time we've seen this. If you remember the transition from the 360 to the Xbox One era... Um, I think a really good example of this is Middle Earth Shadow of, um, which one was the first one? Mordor. 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 I should know that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a few years. It's fine. Uh, No, Dan reviewed it. I did the IGN first on, I think, Mm -hmm. both of them. Mm. Um, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, its major selling point was the Nemesis system, which is friggin' awesome, and I'm surprised developers and publishers haven't just wholesale stolen it, because (laughs) it's a fantastic system. The three, the Xbox 360 version of it did not include the Nemesis system. Mm. The Xbox One version did. Mm-hmm. So, in addition to maybe a scaled down resolution, and if so, I <clears throat> before working in IGN, I used to work in mobile development, and this is exactly what we would do. Uh, we would make a game for uh, 300 devices, and to cover all 300 of those devices, you made five SKUs. You know, SKU one, two, three, four, five. One covers 30. Two covers 40. Uh, three covers these 20 devices. Mm-hmm. And what essentially happens is these SKUs are developed in such a way that SKU 1 covers high-end devices and low-end devices based on the form factor. So you have features A, B, C, and D. Uh, the highest-end devices does all of them. And mm-hmm. as you continue to move down to the lowest common denominator for that SKU, you start unchecking features or you scale down resolution or mm-hmm. maybe uh, you know the frame rate dips because they, it doesn't have the memory to support it all. 
and that's what I'm seeing. That's what I think will be seen. Well, that's that's I, what I hope will be seen with the Series X. So I hope it's not a development team making two different SKUs because that kills development time. Well, let me just tell you this. A developer, we've had this conversation a few times, and a developer yeah. did respond directly to mm. the podcast and to me to say uh, they develop it more like with PCs. Mm -hmm. So you develop mm -hmm. for different graphics cards, basically, yeah. and you, you scale down appropriately, and it's actually not that taxing. On yes. Them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it, so it's the best-case scenario. So I think the worst-case scenario that everyone <clears throat> thinks is you're going to have one studio dividing their time across a high-end version and a low-end version, mm -hmm. or even worse than that, you'll have... Uh, like a port of it from another studio, right? That, mm. which, that is not going to happen. We've seen a lot of, yeah, in the past generations yeah. is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, what I hope what I hope happens is they develop for the Series X, for the top, as high up as they can get based mm. on the hardware that they have, and then it's modular. So they start unchecking features, maybe downscale resolution, maybe downscale frame rate in order to support the Xbox One. But I think the mistake is to develop to do the easier route, I believe, which is to develop for the lowest common denominator and then try to scale up, in which mm -hmm. case you get a, a sort of a reduction in quality at something that's supposed to be your tip-top marquee yeah, version scale, of the game. They scale down. Yeah, yeah I'd like, like to think that they're doing they it the right yeah. way. Yeah. I think, I think it's a real pro-consumer move. Like, they talk about how it's uh, it's they don't want people buying an Xbox One or One X mm -hmm. today to not feel alienated yes. in, in the nine months or whenever uh, the new consoles come out. I think I think Microsoft is just super super focused on getting people into this uh into this uh you know ecosystem they have where it's like with Game Pass uh instead of trying to sell a billion copies of you know Forza they instead want people to get Game Pass and then you just get Forza and Halo and any any other first party titles and so it's kind of it, I kind of see the like the yeah. similarities between how they're doing with Game Pass and game sales to uh now how they're doing their consoles where it seems like they're just more about getting people into the ecosystem yeah, absolutely any way they and, can. and making it simple too because mm -hmm. one of the things that i've i'm still surprised by is that your old peripherals will work with the series x yeah. like you right. don't have to worry about like oh well i just bought this brand new elite 2 controller like why would i and we yeah. we actually asked we this did. question like yeah. a couple months mm -hmm. ago it's like why would you spend 200 dollars on a controller when you know the next generation of controllers is going to come out well because microsoft is smart and yeah. they know that their <laughs> infrastructure <ahead>. <laughs> yeah. and their economy uh, is going to be supported up and down yeah. moving forward. Uh, well, I, I found a tweet about uh, how the developer does this. It's a, a producer at Elphonic talking about how they, they scale appropriately. They said, uh, I'm a dev and just wanted to weigh in on the scale up or scale down combo. I had it right in the previous episode. If you have uh, the SKUs, you create to the highest and then scale down. Love the show. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you, Matt, for writing into Thank you. the show. That's really good. Yeah, that's yeah. super helpful. I mean, obviously, we can't have all the insight in the world, and it, we definitely read those notes whenever we get them and appreciate them because it's, yeah. again, very helpful. We can educate other people, too. My, my, my main issue was with this headline, actually, because it comes off a little misleading, Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's very, I mean, it's a very flat, unbiased, like, just this is what it is, but it does feel, like, almost targeted because, like, mm -hmm. oh, well, they won't have exclusives. Like, that's yeah. not, that's it's how not it's interpreted, yeah. right? That's, yeah, it's that's like, our culture. it does make sense that it's not exclusive specifically yeah. to the Series X, which right. there were games for the Xbox One when it launched that were just for that because mm -hmm. they use, like, things like the Kinect and other peripherals that you couldn't use anywhere else. And so, 
this makes sense and i think it almost comes like as like a shock but if you know anything about you know content launches mm-hmm. of course it's going to have its things that are like just going to be best there oh you'll have um, microsoft exclusives yes right? and and that's and that's what right. it is like that's right. that's, that's the, hard the tricky thing part now because a, microsoft is no longer a one platform exactly. publisher absolutely mm-hmm. so and, and that's okay they will have exclusives but they're going to run on the xbox one x the series x and pc mm-hmm. they're going to be available everywhere and that's okay yeah when you read this you think xbox is in trouble it's like you, oh you, no they're only launched with third parties right. it's like I, yeah. <laughs> no. I see a lot of community <laughs> comments where it's like well next generation i don't need to buy an xbox i'll mm-hmm. just buy a playstation 5 and a pc that's okay. fine microsoft's yeah. totally fine with that's you awesome. yeah that's totally good totally yeah. good because uh, you're still buying the games from their store yeah. i mean, I mean so- software and subscription is what sells mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. consoles are the loss leader you buy the console to get into the ecosystem and then they sell but back to miranda's point about how they make it easier than ever i mean look at xbox oh god the branding on these things xbox game pass ultimate or xbox yep. ultimate for yep. the pc uh, for, for everything for you you spend and, and 15 bucks a month you get gold and game pass mm-hmm. and game oh, pass yeah. pc which is still in beta by the way which like, still in beta, worth, sure. worth noting and does not have everything and but. then at some point again to to hammer down on that you get x cloud in the future if they add that to it um it's they're creating an ecosystem where you can spend 15 dollars a month Mm-hmm. And you get basically whatever you want. Like you can do whatever you want. It's the World of Warcraft subscription service. World of Warcraft has been printing money for 12 years yeah. <laughs> uh, because everybody who plays it spends $15 a month. They don't have to think about it. Or I think they dropped it to 10 bucks a month at one point. I, I can't remember. It's been years since I've played. But then like consoles, every year, or every other year you buy, you spend, you drop 50 bucks and you buy the expansion in addition to the $15 you spend per month. Yeah. It's a genius it's a genius way to sell goods and services. Yeah. It really is. It keeps people in the family. You don't have to think about anything and you make one purchase every couple of years. Mark, what's Sony's equivalent and how does it is it good? Uh, I just wanted to add on that <laughs> it, it, real quick. That I think it's really funny. I just built a computer from the ground up and two of the parts that I bought came with Three months of Game Pass Ultimate. It's, oh, so I have six months of Game Pass Ultimate. It's genius. I think my like my CPU and I want to say like my case or the memory huh. came with codes for Game Pass Ultimate. That's nice. You got it and to I was boot? like, I was like, what's that? I was excited about your new PC build. Did you get it to boot? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Borderlands Three. I, I can't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, PlayStation Now is getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was terrible, but yeah, just uh, I, I haven't looked at it in a while. But it's like. Um, they're doing, so basically it used to be streaming only and now it's, uh, you can download PS4 and I believe PS2 games. You can still only stream PS3 games. There's a ton of games on there, more than I, I thought there was. I haven't looked in a while. The thing that they're doing what's weird versus Game Pass is it seems like when a game gets added to Game Pass, I thought there was like a lot of buzz when Game Pass first started where it was like, hey, uh, here's a game, but just so you know, these games can be taken off mm. and i actually don't see a ton of games being taken off of game pass yeah. i feel really like once rare. they hit game pass yeah. i feel like they're just on there and so they started with like a library of like 80 and now they're like 200 and something games in and i'm like where the games aren't going anywhere they're just mm. saying where playstation now keeps doing this thing where it's like here's horizon and god of war but all but they're only gonna be on here for like two months yeah. so playstation now is definitely like way down here compared to game pass as of right now and then obviously game pass has the thing where it's on pc and you get day one uh xbox titles with it i'm I'm subscribe 
sorry, words. I'm subscribed to the PlayStation equivalent, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I rarely use it. And so I don't actually know how often games are added to it. I know it's sort of every month, but um, in your opinion, in, in, in your experience, do you mm-hmm. do you think that the because it's sort of timed, uh, not exclusive, but but uh, there's, timed access, yeah, timed access yeah. is a good way to put it. Um, since they're timed access, does that mean that generally you get access to newer games? Um, no, because the ones that I keep putting on there are like, like with uh, Death Stranding hit. At some point in the next couple months? Probably not. Like, I don't know, because they just barely started doing this whole, like, we're putting big, our like, first kind of party in place. Yeah. Uh, so maybe. But the thing is, is the, the offerings that they have right now are kind of, eh, only because it's like God of War, Uncharted, Horizon. Those are games that you can walk into a GameStop and get used for, honestly, probably like 10 or $15. Right. So you're paying. PlayStation Now is cheaper now. It's like 10 bucks a month, so it's more on par with Game Pass. But you're, you're subscribing for a limited access to something like Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. that you can just walk to the store and get for way cheaper. Where with something like Game Pass, you're getting first, you know, yeah, day, all the first party day and day. Yeah. And, and right. the thing is, it's not even just first party stuff. Uh, like after party came out day and date, mm-hmm. Outer Worlds came out day and date. I think Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Like there's a lot of third party mm-hmm. games that are just like day and date, and we haven't seen anything like that with PlayStation now. Yeah, yeah. I think they they have a lot of catching up to do if they want to yeah. try to learn from how Microsoft is really doing something that's really great and consumer focused. Um, so this actually the new story about this Series X exclusivity and whatnot came from MCV when they were talking with Xbox Game Studio boss Matt Booty. Yeah, you know him. And uh, yeah. he specifically said that they wanted to make sure that you can, of course, play up and down the family devices for mm-hmm. the first two years or so. And they want to said, and this is the quote, we want to make sure that if someone invests in an Xbox meeting now and Series X, that they feel that they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content. Yeah. So, yeah, like that's just very obvious from everything they're doing, like not even just their content. It's also their peripherals and like everything they've been just pushing forward. Um, I think the PC thing is something that always stands out to me because people are like, well, I just don't need it because I can have a PC. It's like, that's good for that's you. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Welcome to the Microsoft family. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we can play games together. It's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I, I really I really have a distaste for like the tribalism involved yeah. in, in consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like I love my PlayStation because I get to play games like God of War and Uncharted and Death Stranding on it. Um, I think I always default to my Xbox because it's just my ecosystem. That's what I came up playing. Mm-hmm. Like 12-hour binges of Halo 2 online, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that it's not a slight to look at the PC as your entry point into the Microsoft ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And I think that no matter how you get to play these cool games that are coming out, that's great. Everybody wins, you know? Right. And like they, they put them there for a reason, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like because they want that audience to be able to play these games. And, you, and we're getting to a point now where like, you know, hey, I grew up loving and playing Age of Empires. Guess what? I get to play a new one at some point now mm-hmm. on PC. Sure. But still, it's part of the Microsoft ecosystem, part of that family. So there's, there is value to being a PC gamer in, you know, that ecosystem. Yep. I think there's always seismic shifts when it comes to the video game industry. I think things that made sense 10 years ago are completely different now. Like, we're all digital now, and mm-hmm. and uh, there there are definitely things. But there are people that are like, yeah, but I still – I was just talking to somebody online the other day, and I was like, hey, uh, I, I'm playing through Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I was like, hey, if you have an Xbox <laughs> – it's not a. This just happened to be the conversation. I was like, they're all on Game Pass, and uh, he's like, yeah, but I like 
owning games, right? Uh, I like I like going to physical games, right? And you're like, whoa, that's weird. But 10 years ago, that wasn't weird. A lot of people liked yeah. owning their games. Yeah. And so PlayStation is going at a very traditional route, which is we're going to have exclusives day one. And all the, you know, very traditional on how they're doing it, where Xbox is kind of shifting how they're approaching things. And it's like, who's, who knows which way is the right way? Like, we won't know for right. a few years. I don't think there is a right way, sure. honestly, right now, but. For my money, like they and seem again, to always have gone hand in hand. Yeah. So I think people are wondering, like, "Whoa, Sony's not going to E3. What does this mean for E3 and Microsoft? Whoa, Xbox isn't going to have exclusives, but PlayStation will. But then they have the Game Pass, and it's like it's the first I time mean, where also, things are really starting to. We don't know a lot about the PlayStation Five yet. We don't know if they're going to launch that's just true. exclusives, or if they're going to do the same thing as Microsoft and like let it go back up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we I imagine they have to because your install base. Sony, I don't. I don't think they have to. Sony, Sony has the market share. Sony has yeah. the install base. Mm-hmm. Sony, uh, like Microsoft and Walmart, and you know, every major corporation out there knows that you don't alienate your 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 install base, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to support the PS4 for at least a few years. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of a given. Um, I would be surprised if they just started creating exclusives for the ps5 without a thought to the ps4 i mean that's what they did for ps4 though yeah that's like, like it launched that with is... Killzone and and, 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 and it metal did... gear right well metal gear was on both yeah generations but uh um wait what metal gear launched with the ps metal gear 5 but it, no no, no, no it, it, didn't it didn't come out at launch and it also was oh both. never mind i'm thinking of ps3 I, i'm I thinking didn't... of four um but uh um there was like smaller ones like Killzone and stuff like that, but and, and then the only even, one I even, even yeah. Xbox was Rise and um, oh, yeah, a few Rise. other things. Yep. And, but the, but then yeah. PlayStation just just a few months later was the Order eighteen eighty six and mm-hmm. what's the what's the Magic game? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I do the guide for that. I'm just like Whoa. we both laughed. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. we can all laugh at Rise as well. Hey. Not a great game. That hey, game hey, was hey, better people. than the Order. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I reviewed the Order eighteen eighty six. I gave it a six point five. I, I still think that uh, game was yeah. gorgeous. It was just very it's flawed. Pretty. It's very and pretty. Then, yeah. And then you're like, well, I guess at least it's pretty. They're like, all right, story's just getting going. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played that game. I did you the should. guide for it. You should. And it's, yeah. it's you really tough enough because of it, Mark. because every <laughs> because everyone's like, it's so gorgeous, and I'm like, yeah, but like it was so gorgeous when it came out in like what early 2014. I'm like, is it still like the 15. showcase of what PS4 can? Do. I don't no, know it's it it's anymore. it's certainly so not. Now I feel like I don't have any reason to play. Anyways, basically what I'm saying is is they both went the traditional route of yeah. getting as many right. New there's like a reason to buy could. this new console beyond just new features, right? Yeah, like it's, and it's so a, it, you can only play this here. Yeah, and so it it did work for the most part for PlayStation. Like they grew that install base. So it's it just depends on how much. Now that power is kind of I don't want to say peaking, but it's getting to this point where it's like every game. Is yeah. kind of kind of run the same. It's yeah. just going to look prettier. It is. Mm-hmm. Make, it does make me wonder. Okay, like I mean, how many people are going? Uh, if they're going to need people to jump on the new platform, that, that's fair. And I'll I'll walk back my comments to the degree of I think Sony is taking a more traditional stance mm-hmm. uh, as far as their you know console release playbook goes, whereas Xbox or Microsoft is very clearly uh, doubling down on the sort of modular you know 
console family is going to be different skews moving forward mm-hmm. through theirs is definitely infinity. the more consumer friendly approach. absolutely yeah so I, so far as we know i wouldn't be surprised to see sony come out and be like hey you should buy the ps5 because you get to play this and only right. this <laughs> on the ps5 but i don't know if that's necessarily the right way to go because mm-hmm. if the ps5 comes out at four to five hundred dollars uh you know what's the percentage of your ps5 Sorry, PS5. What's your percentage of your PS4 install base that's going to be able to make that jump to play that new game? Right. And I'm asking a question that's been asked forever because this is how consoles have always been sold. Right. But, but now think, we're in a new we're in a new age it, now. Yeah. And it, so the really smart thing too is Microsoft is looking at this like cell phones, right? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like whenever you get a new iteration of an iPhone out, yeah, I expect that OS to be on my iPhone later. If you have an iPhone, I don't have an iPhone. But at some but, at but, some point, that video yeah. game says only compatible with I- yeah. iOS four. Eventually, yeah. yeah, it says, "Oh, I can't get this anymore because it's too old." But it does last for a few years, and I think it's valid mm-hmm. for people to want to hang on to their older devices and just keep those for a while, and then make the upgrade when they're ready. I use mine as an iPod now. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Always keep a backup phone just in case yours breaks. I hope that we feel like you have a burner now, like you've got this secret double life. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm personally pretty happy that we're moving towards this. You always can play your games going forward, at least on the Xbox side. Mm -hmm. We'll see what Sony ends up doing because then I don't have to hold on to the old tech. Like all my saves transfer, all my games transfer. We did end up moving mostly to a digital industry. I know some people out there still like their discs and physical editions, but I don't know if it's San Francisco, the small spaces, or what, but I just Probably. want to get rid of as much physical Purge. things as I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also because yeah. you're in your 30s. So, <laughs> well, so. I just I have a lot of stuff that I've just had, mm-hmm. and I don't use it. I don't yeah. look at it. It's not on display or anything. I just want it out of the house. People I, keep buying me Funko Pops, and I'm like, please, these. <laughs> I have nothing to do with them. I just yeah. put them in a closet. So I think that's like the thing for me with physical game copies is I only want the physical edition. If it's like one of my most favorite games, yeah. that is it. Otherwise, I don't need it in my space. Yeah. It's too much. It's too I'm, much. Room. I'm in the exact same boat. At the beginning of last generation, the 360 generation, I'm like, why would you ever want to not own what you own? That's insanity. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I'm like, I will literally buy a discless Xbox as soon as it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like. <laughs> like you, at the top of, uh, yeah. in parity right. with the Series X. I mean, you think about it, like, how many times do you actually go back to those old games that are not your most cherished and beloved games? Mm-hmm. Like, I still have my Fusion Frenzy disc. And I will always have it. Yeah. And I will play it eventually, maybe with my children. Who knows? But, like, I won't get rid of that because it's something that means a lot to me. And, like, if I have, you know, a copy of, I don't know. I can't. But at that point, it's a sentimental just... heirloom yeah. rather than a mm-hmm. disc used for functional video game playing. Right. So it's just like, oh, yes, I have this copy of Dark Souls, but do I need to use it when I already have it downloaded? Mm-hmm. No. So yeah. just, that's the thing. is I've got, a, I've got a stack of Halo Collector's Editions about that tall. Yeah. The Halo Reach one in particular is that thick. Yeah, and I feel bad about that because I love my Halo Collector's Edition stuff, but I have it all digital now. It's in a box I mean, in my basement, in a very and I'm like, one. maybe yeah. someone would love this more than I do, or maybe you could melt down the plastic and, <laughs> and use it to make something that is actually useful rather yeah. than just a a you know jewel case sitting in my basement. But you know, on, on, here we are. <laughs> on sorry, can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course. On um, owning and purchasing a Series X, though. I'm really excited about Xbox and the Xbox brand. This is the first time I don't know if I'll get the console on day one. I Ooh. almost didn't want to say that on the get show. Out. Because well, you have I, a have great a, PC. I have a really powerful mm-hmm. PC. And I'm like, they're always going to look best on this platform. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I need the console immediately, especially because every I have an Xbox One X and I have a really great PC. 
at some point I, I will get a Series X. I just don't know if I'll be like an early adopter. Yeah, yeah. but That's we, fair. we 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 were founders edition friends for the longest time with yeah. the Xbox One. I'll be your new friend. Okay, with yeah. Founders edition. You're I don't out. know. You're out. Miranda's in. Now that that Bye. mood could change, but <laughs> dude, it totally to will. It oh, totally gonna get, will. I'm gonna get caught you up know, in the hype. Three months, three months before yeah. that console drops, you're gonna be like, oh, I made so you, many bad decisions. <laughs> Destin, are you gonna not be in our console unboxing video? Well, at IGN, I'll probably get one to unbox for <laughs> no. work. No, only but, if it's yours. Well, yeah. <laughs> to to preface that, also, I can check out a console at work and take it home. Sure, yeah, that's, so, that is so a I very that nice advantage. thing we have here, sure. is that yeah. you can sometimes check out a console if we yeah. have enough in the office. So, like, when I play God of War, for example, mm-hmm. I checked out the Pro, and I brought it home, and, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you totally derailed my transition. Sorry. That's totally fine. <laughs> um, so, we want to talk up about next... The Halo TV series has some, like, rumblings in the news. Yeah. Um, I did say that, we, like, Master Chief gets a new do, but it's like your do is a hair, and, like, we don't, we actually don't know what his hair looks like. Mm. So I'm just picturing porn that. stash from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh. If he has a mustache, okay, I'm let not me, watching the show. Let, let, me, let me add context in case you guys don't know what I'm talking about, because like, that is kind of jarring if you're not. Uh, Pablo Shriver, the, the actor who was playing the Master Chief, uh, I, get, I think his first real big break was a character in Orange is the New Black, the Netflix series, named oh. Pornstache, because he had a mustache that looked like a 70s porn star, and <laughs> he was a total doofus jerk <laughs> in that show. He's um, one of the guards, right? Yeah, he is. He was sort of like the main guard in the first three seasons. Yeah, that's, see, that's the only Pretty, seasons of that show I watched. Now, yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> yeah. Now he's going to be like the once, main. Once my partner stopped sounds, caring, I was like, oh. Mm. That sounds familiar. Um, right. Yeah, and then he went on to be in uh, American, American Gods. American Gods, yeah, I Which uh, I really, really liked him in, and now I am 100% Team Pablo. Wow. Yeah, yeah now he's going to be the guard of humanity yes. in this Halo TV series. I hope we see his face. We gotta, I know this might be a this ah! might be a contentious opinion, but... I'm with I'm with Miranda. Nah, no, we don't need to see it's his face. I want to see his face because it's like yeah, it's the same face. thing with the Mandalorian. It's, it's like I know, don't, don't I know. spoil anything from Mandalorian by the way, just because it is. New. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm I've only watched the first episode. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but I know who's under that mask, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I want to see Pedro. <laughs> like, <laughs> but we'll, we'll yeah, we won't I, get to see him. What's the point, right? What's the point of hiring? We know uh, Pedro has incredible acting chops. Right. We know Pablo has incredible acting chops. What's the point of putting them under a helmet if you but, know they're not going to be able to? Like you get to hear him, and I'm not, like, that sounds like Pedro Pascal, but like, like Master but Chief is supposed to be seven and a half feet tall. Him. Why not just go buy? Why not go? You know, hire a, a dude from Norway that's you know seven and a half feet tall, like the mountain have from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that, and I think it would have been. Well, a cool the, thing that was do. a big thing in the Mandalorian. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just a stuntman under there, and Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. does, much of it does is, the VO, but it's not. That's not the case. Yeah. I mean, I want to see his face. I, 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 think, I don't. Sorry. I think your motions and mannerisms <laughs> and the subtle stuff you can do with body language. There is body acting for does, sure. Does go a long way, especially for Chief. Like that's such a yeah. huge thing for him. And I think uh, if you do watch Mandalorian, they achieve that really well too. Yeah. It's just a guy in a suit of armor, and you can you can do a lot with that. Yeah. Um, I don't. So this news specifically is um, from a press event that Showtime is putting on. The TCAs are happening, so yeah. there's like a lot of different cool news coming out. And so for Showtime. Press got their first look at the Halo TV series version of Master Chief, and so Chief is else. in it. This actually tells us a lot. Well, yeah, this yeah. says we, they're going to follow that. Chief and they're going to mm-hmm. do all this stuff. So they have like some ideas of what's going to happen. Um, so our own David Griffin says Showtime's president of entertainment 
Gary Levine, revealed the behind-closed-doors image, and we're happy to report that Master Chief looks fantastic. Probably looks like Master Chief is what I'd assume. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. curious, like, which, which version What's of Mjolnir? his armor. Yeah. Mjolnir? Um, Mjolnir? So- yeah, meow. Meow meow. <laughs> meow. Which, which meow meow armor? Meow meow Mark V. <laughs> Levine assured everyone that Shriver was indeed the man behind the chief's helmet, so confirming so, that he is yeah. acting this mm-hmm. character. And also confirming the picture was with a helmet on. Right. So in the costume, rather than a stuntman, speculation also did, like we talked with the Mandalorian with Pablo, uh, the photo shows Chief seated alone on a ship. Everything from Schreiber's detailed costume to the inside of the vessel feels very authentic to the Halo video game franchise, which is, again, from our very own David Griffin. That's important. Yes. Like, we want to mm-hmm. make sure. It's super authentic. important because the 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 visual aesthetic of Halo is so unique and mm-hmm. so iconic now. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you come, you know, you bring if you bring an energy sword... And it looks like a flim- flimsy piece of, <laughs> yeah. you know, plexigla- plexiglass, yeah. like spray painted with a gradient blue and CG electricity going You're around about it. The one we have in the office. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I'm gonna ride. I like to think that Showtime does a good job. Probably. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I can't. I only watch Twin Peaks, so I'm that's my, my like big Showtime last, thing. The last high-profile Showtime show. I have no idea. I don't have enough TV. It's a little up in the air with them, I guess. Yeah, knowing he's on a pelican and that he's obviously wearing the suit, it's it's nice to know that we're going to get a a look at the evolution of the combat in the series. Get out. It's the third time. That's for like three people. Oh my (laughs) goodness! Terrible joke. I'm sorry. I'm off the show forever. So, wow. I can't for you to be like. I'm really excited for Halo (laughs) Two. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Uh, continuing on this news really quickly before we continue talking about it. Oh my god. Both of you, just get out of here. Anyway. Sorry, that was really loud. Um, so Le- Levine did not give an update on their first quarter 2021 release, which was like kind of the r- window that was announced in 2019. But they did say, say that production is underway in Budapest. Oh, Hungary. cool. I'm really excited about that. That's, that's neat. Yeah. Well, no, anything um, I think that, that'll be a cool location to give them a lot of... What, what it makes me think is like we're going to see <clears throat> some sort of combat on Earth, but like in mm. those old archaic ruins you know mm-hmm. uh, that'd be like, weird like in a castle well yeah sort of <laughs> in a castle but i'm thinking more like um halo 2 mm-hmm. like the first couple missions where you're yeah. on new mombasa i want to say they'll be shooting in the rocks or something though like yeah. near mountains. Or i hope not then why not. go why go to hungary you know i don't know locations so it's, it's kind of weird because we don't <laughs> they have know rocks everywhere else yeah. true. <laughs> they have some green some green yeah some greenery. yeah yeah, yeah. May- yeah. maybe they're i don't know the location that well but maybe I, they have yeah, a lot of uh you call them biomes when you're playing games. Mm-hmm. Just different looking, different environmental, environmental yeah. stuff. Just that gives them yeah. a lot of. Just go to New Zealand. And so there's, the same. yeah. So not a whole lot known. Hopefully they'll show that a photo of the Master Chief soon. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's a very. I don't know, that's like a simple thing to show. Obviously, there's high expectations for it, but yeah, it's, yeah. I think, hard to get that wrong. I wonder like, if they you were, You guys like, have gauging. money, so you can get the armor right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not that. I wonder if yeah, they're a gauging they reaction, yeah. Yeah, and my biggest question is, like, what does the ship look like? How authentic does it look? That's more of where I could see that be deviating from what we know. I just want it to be Otherwise, practical. Be yeah. I want them to use as many props Absolutely. and pieces as they can. I don't want pelicans to be CG because CG everywhere. even if yeah. it's beautiful CG, like... During one frame, the lighting isn't quite right, and you can tell. And it, well, mm-hmm. did you feel like not the, to be a not to be that guy, but like it kind of takes you out of it. It does. Do you, know? do you feel the CG used in Mandalorian took you out of it, or did you think they hit a good spot? Um, I don't know. I have a lot of problems with Mandalorian. 
Yeah. Um, I, I don't, did I don't as well. I don't think this, <laughs> I don't think the CG was really one of them. There's a there's a particularly woolly rhinoceros in there that I thought looked good, but there were mm-hmm. moments where you could tell. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's about the level that you can expect for the Halo TV series. Uh, my wife and I love Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm. Like, we look forward to every episode that comes on. And- Star Wars has always been more practical than CG. <laughs> I'm not talking about the prequels because that is a different philosophy entirely. But Star Wars has always been more practical. So I hope they take that approach. Yeah. Um, the Thank Witcher you. was the same way. The Witcher had a lot of practical stuff as well. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of CGI, but a lot did of you, Did you like Witcher more? Than Mandalorian? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. did. I do. Oh, somebody hit me up on Twitter asking my thoughts on The Witcher. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Um, yeah. There are a couple of hokey moments where I thought I was watching Xeno or Hercules, but... Oh, sure. Witcher. I'm going to watch it. Two thumbs up. Uh, soon. I'm, so, oh, yeah. Well, full transparency. I only watched the first two episodes of Mandalorian. I was like, Get I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got really bored, but The Witcher was great. There, Bless you. Thank you. you. Bless you. Thank you. There, there were a couple. There were a couple episodes of Mandalorian <laughs> where I also thought it was like a Xena or Hercules problem of the week. Mm. Like there's a there's a training the farmers montage, and I'm like, all right, so, I'm I'm out. So bring this back to you a little bit. Yeah. Are you guys? Are any of you excited for the show? Or? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am. I guess I'm fatigued by the lead up. Hey, look, here's an image. Hey, we're talking about the show again. I'm like, give me something a little bit more tangible. Yeah. At I, this point. I agree. It's like there's just so much. Well, it's happening still, and it's like, can you just can you show us something? Like, give us like a bigger mm-hmm. release. Like, show us when you guys are ready to actually show a lot of things, and not just, you know, there's some news. Jesus. Do we have a date? Do we no. even have a date? We just have a release window. Is first quarter 2021. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, okay, I, you guys. I agree with you. I think not really. I think the the hype lead up has been kind of. But again, this is this is in Halo's DNA now. Anytime you try to bring Halo to the Screen. Big or small screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's failed so many times. So at this point, I'm just like, yeah, if it happens, cool. If not, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. be surprised. Well, I don't know. I've liked some of the animated stuff. I don't really see. I'm always that person. like, I don't see a need for a live action thing when this other thing we have is so cool and has a lot mm. of value to it, especially when you're not telling us like a new story. It's just revisiting things that we've already done so many times yeah. and like have seen in different ways so many times. That's like, what's the point? Like, why don't you try to use this to like expand your universe and do something really cool? Because you want to have Master Chief, I guess. And like, that's yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And you also want to make the fans happy, right? Yeah. Like, you, I mean, everyone want, has different opinions. You want people who loves Halo to show up and see right. Halo. I mean, yeah. I'd watch if it wasn't Master Chief. But Really? Oh, of course. I think I'd be more interested if it weren't the Chief because we know the story. We know what happens with him. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's the events of any of the games, right? I don't know exactly if they've talked specifically about what this through thought, line is in the plot. Because like, Cortana's there for sure. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, I thought it was around Halsey the events of Harvest. I don't know. First like, contact? First contact. The first plan to get glass. Yeah. I don't, he, doesn't, he has a suit, though. When did he get Molnir one? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, it also did at the I, end of the show. No, because they were augmented, and he was there for the the glassing then. So, yeah, I don't know, but I I do know that for the teaser, I want <clears throat> I want a compound in the middle of a remote village, blood everywhere, USNC USNC soldiers torn apart, just all over the ground, blaster plasma marks, burn marks everywhere. And then everyone's like, all oh, the UNSC soldiers are afraid to go inside the building, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all shaking. And then a pelican comes and the chief drops 20 feet and just does one of those like cheesy superhero landings. <laughs> but not cheesy. I want it to be yeah. really cool. Impactful. And then I want him to like throw his assault rifle over his shoulder and take two steps and the door goes, right, and opens. And it's just pitch black. 
and then you hear him breathing and it's very quiet and then you hear and an energy sword lights up and you see the energy sword walk closer and then like the predator reveal an elite like sort of comes into frame uh you know like materializes out of his cloak and uh master chief just goes and then that's the end of the teaser you want to do any like have you what? have you like oh and I, I was gonna i was gonna say <laughs> I just right this second oh, i had wow, a lot of coffee amazing. this morning so i'm amazing. seeing everything uh but yeah i might i might want to hear like a war, 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 yeah. you know? <laughs> or ah demon <laughs> something like that yeah, yeah i have That's nothing great. against that'd like, be awesome this production i'm just not usually big on like tv i'm a star wars fan i was not excited for mandalorian one bit yeah, yeah. but you like witcher yeah, that was just because I was on Christmas break and Netflix is anywhere. And I was like, let's start watching The Witcher in our hotel room. And then we watched the first couple episodes and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I'm yeah. not against TV. I just don't really get excited for it. And The Mandalorian kind of proved why. Yeah. I, I just kind of was like, eh, I'm not into this. Just I think well, a, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, guess I, was, I was just going to go off on a tangent, but yeah. yeah. Let's, let's keep it. Channel the spirit of Ryan and keep things focused. Yeah, it's what, like I can feel teaser? him like looming over me. He's like, what if on? <laughs> comes out and it's exactly what you just described? Woo! Then I, those royalties. I, they have to yeah. hire you. <laughs> then you can send the royalty check to four four zero. Like right now at Showtime, there's like no, no, nobody, nobody from Showtime knows who we are. You never know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, I, we had Kumail Nanjiani on the show that one time. Yeah. Somebody, somebody watches Unlocked. That's true. And I, I will say the first episode of any TV show is super important. Because I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian, I was lukewarm. And I watched the first episode of The Witcher, and I was kind of lukewarm. I was like, oh, man, this oh. is going to suck, isn't it? And then you get to the fight scene in the alley where he does all the sword play, and I was like, nope, I'm on board. This is going to be great. <laughs> Uh, I didn't feel that with the Mandalorian, so you do. I think you really do need that powerful what? punctuation. What that, that last minute before it goes spoiled was great, Mandalorian. I don't even remember what it is. It's when they I like show it, so. the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still skating around the. Fact even though that everyone knows what it is. I, I'm very surprised you guys don't like Mandalorian because I really like it. It's basically a lone wolf. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Ford was over there giving us a thumbs. <laughs> up. I know. I'm just like guys. <laughs> Let's ram back in, and we're going to talk about some Mandalorians. Okay, <laughs> game delays, Mark. <laughs> like we keep delaying this segment. Yeah, true. <laughs> game uh, delays. Yeah. So next up, uh, we have some game delays because I, I don't know. I'm actually very mad about this, mostly because they're ruining my plans. No. One's a little plans delay. One's a pretty big delay. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about plan my life around video games if they keep moving. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean that's I her have, job. That is yeah. my job. I'm yeah. a, like a yeah. big old project manager. I have so much to manage here. Anyway, so the big news for us, at least, I think for mm -hmm. now, is that Marvel's Avengers was delayed. So it went from, let's see, was it May 15th? Yeah. Moved mm -hmm. all the way to September 4th. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. So we're going to have a long time until you're going to get to play that, which is kind it's of a bummer because I feel like this is, if you were interested, would be like a fun thing to play over the summer and really get into because mm -hmm. yeah. it is a more of a game as a service sort of deal. They're also in the uh, Destiny window of releases. Destiny, mm -hmm. like big content dumps or content expansions, usually hit in September. Right. So... Mm -hmm. So now they're going to go head to head with Avengers. Right. So the quote on this is when we set out to bring you our vision for Marvel's Avengers, we committed to delivering an original story driven campaign, engaging co-op and compelling content for years to come. Reads the announcement. That's from our story. Um, to that end, we will spend this additional t development time focusing on fine tuning and polishing the game to the high standards our fans expect and deserve. Yeah. yeah this, cool. was, <laughs> this was one of those mornings where I 
typical millennial woke up, got my phone, got on Twitter, uh, and I, I look, and a, a lot of people are complaining about uh, Final Fantasy VII getting delayed, and I'm like, oh man, that sucks. And I go to the site to see, like, I wanted to see how many comments were on the news story, and on the front of our site, Mar- Marvel's Avengers delayed. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> is this happening to all the video games? Do they all agree? Yes, we have like a, we still have a pretty solid release window for these first few months, but like seeing stuff get pushed is a little bit. Final tough. Final Fantasy's new date is really bad. So yeah, so yeah. Final Fantasy VII, which is not going to come to Xbox for yeah. some time, it is as uh, some box art said, like a timed exclusive until yeah. next year. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that got pushed back a month from March third to April tenth. So it's now a, it is six days, six days before Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, so this, this was the big thing bad. that At just least, threw the biggest wrench in my plans. It's like, how yeah. dare you? At least you're before Cyberpunk. There's, I mean, some, there's something that's before it, too. It's, do you know the game that's before um, Final yeah, Fantasy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like uh, Resident Animal Evil Crossing 3 Remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we got two remakes in a row and then Cyberpunk. Wait, which one? Oh, Resident Evil 3. Yeah, so, so it's, it's Resident just... Resident Evil 3. You could probably do that in a week, right? <laughs> then you have Final Fantasy and then Cyberpunk. Hey, everyone, just take March off. Yeah. Just take March off. Except well, April. No, April now. No, April. April yeah. now. Yeah. 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 What if we just take both off anyway? March for Animal Crossing, right? At least we have like a whole month for Animal Crossing. We got Doom Eternal. Doom. Yeah. There's just so much coming out these this fall, and like seeing that get crammed even further into April was just not. A very wise person said, "2020 has no see. chill." So, um, <laughs> it's, it's can any of those sweet. games go back and just release in February? That would help me out. A yeah, that would. Oh, that'd be oh, great. That'd be great. Yeah. February's got. Yeah. Oh, no, that's yeah. May. May 29th. Yeah, so that's that's a lot of further. Work. Yeah, if a game just um, came out like tomorrow, so, that'd be cool. Right. So my question is, with that, with the timed exclusive on Final Fantasy VII being pushed is like does that push the release date for when that'll be on other systems like, right does that does this? that is that year starting at the original or like, is it or, or does it now get delayed yeah so i'm really interested to see that if that shifts at all if we have any messaging on it just mostly because i would say, i want to put have it no idea Xbox. it's likely a year it's probably from i met from yeah, yeah i, I, met, say, I imagine the biz just says release i imagine the biz dev deal is a year from publish yeah yeah, yeah if that's a contract rather than yeah that specific day right right that does change things legal yeah, who knows? Um, but i think avengers crystal you do you it's going to be a better game in september i'm totally mm-hmm. fine with this and i think it's smart because you're not you're not i mean if avengers is going to be a game as a service you're not vying for um player base with cyberpunk mm-hmm. you are yeah, it's only, it was only a month out so like i, mean, I don't think people are gonna be done with the cyberpunk within yeah, a month i, I yep. agree i yeah. agree uh you're not uh, you're coming out after potentially a summer blockbuster. I, I'm not 100% sure about Marvel's release, but when is the Black Widow movie coming May. out? May? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. You come out after that. Because right now, Endgame is, or, or the Avengers is over, right? Like that hype that has been sort of building is done. Uh, so now you, you're you going to have another Marvel movie coming out, which is, is going to help. And the game is going to be better for it. It's going to be polished. Yeah, that's my always... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, my only thing is uh, competing with the base that would largely be playing avengers the window they were in was really good nothing's happening really in destiny right now so that was a really good window and now they're right up against when interest will be at an all-time high so you're competing for market share in that yeah. space that's the only challenge i see them running into but we'll see what happens but i i think that those kind of games are well suited for that for for coexisting with one another because destiny you know how like anytime an expansion comes out you play it for a week or two yeah. like Mm-hmm. Like a zealot, and then you know you finish all the content and you move on to something else and go back every week to do your dailies or yeah. or drop your raid. And I think Avengers is gonna you know 
after the original story is done, it's going to fall into that same sort of category. Yeah, and I think specifically with how Marvel's Avengers is going to play is so different from what Destiny does as a shooter. So I think mm-hmm. there's going to be that different split anyway of like, oh, this is more of my style of gameplay anyway. So I wouldn't, I would go into Destiny. I, I think uh, we'll Avengers see. will have a larger, well, it has the potential to have a larger install base because it has um, it's got more a, name recognition. Yeah, because yeah, it's a super popular Avengers. license. Yeah, right. It's I think probably one of the most popular licenses around right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's 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 a fresh game. If it if it were competing against Destiny Three, I think they then that maybe they could be in trouble. Yeah. where Destiny expansions are, are a little. <laughs> yeah. you know. I don't even know, man, because every kid, you know, seven years old up mm-hmm. through thirty five, forty five, fifty knows Avengers. Right. Yep. A yep. lot of those people. Fifty don't year old kids. Destiny. I'm random. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all going to be fifty year old kids. Like if you work in this industry, kid. you're a kid. It's fine. So also, this is coming out September 4th, so it's like kind of a weird time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just at the end of summer. It's the beginning of the fall season. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be in a good space where not a lot is going to be coming out at that time. Yeah. It's the same day, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess we will see It's always weird to think, like, no Cyberpunk at E3, no Final Fantasy at E3, no Last of Us at E3, all that stuff, right? But it's like, well, we'll definitely see more Marvel's Avengers at E3. <laughs> but that's, what's, that so, yeah. done, that's what's so exciting, though, is now you're at this point where... The heavy hitters that we've been watching for three years. Death Stranding's not there. Cyberpunk's not there. Right. It's weird. Last of Us 2 is not there. Death Stranding wasn't there last year either. That's true. true? Uh, That's true. Uh, is it? That's true. Yeah. That's right. It wasn't. wasn't there. Oh, yeah, because they, they, they did the big reveal at Gamescom. But point is, all these big heavy hitters that we've been, you know, the Sony playbook where you announce something four years before it comes out mm-hmm. and you drop feed information, they're all gone. So now what? Yeah. Okay. Now what do we see? I'm excited. It'll be it'll be time to like show off actual new games. <laughs> yep. I just want a teaser from the initiative, please. Just you tell us what you're it. working. I, they're still hiring like key positions, so I don't know. They keep seeing on Twitter they're like, "We're hiring." Yeah, it's a senior technical director. I'm like, that sounds important. They'll give you a very minor minor tease of like the tone they're going for, I like would, atmosphere. I, I'd be fine with that. Just don't give me like a Metroid Prime logo. I don't care. I just wish that, that Hellblade tease mm. was excellent, oh dude. My God. Yeah. Excellent. I know. I really wish we could it's get scary. the Gears Gear Six. I want I want the tease. tease of it. I think we're I think we're far, far out. Yeah, that. probably next year. I think too close to five. Yeah, it'll be are, next year. Well, we are, is that going to still be before Tactics is out? Gears Tactics. No, Gears Tactics it's is out uh, this summer. Is it? it this you summer? I forget exactly which day. They wouldn't do an it was expansion early. or like anything like that, would they, Miranda? Probably not. Right? Does Gears no, usually get I DLC? So. I don't know. They, they, they're doing all their maps and other stuff. They do online stuff. Well, there was Gears 1, 2, 3, and there was like that... Judgment. 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 Yeah, yeah. Baird. Yeah, Gears Baird. Ever did. I hope they never do that again, personally, but... Yeah, yeah so Gears Tactics... Oops, sorry. April 28th. I was like, it's okay. been forever. It's April or May. Oh, so, yeah. The, yeah. The I'm last, actually excited for Gears Tactics. The last I love too. XCOM and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. So, the last of the three Gears games will be out by then. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. I'm curious. Oh. Yep, let's there's a lot let's see some up. Fable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you missed... Last, last uh, week, we were just... I don't know that I missed it. No, I'm just joking. I, was, I missed you. I was bummed that I wasn't here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think we're also kind of coming to the end of our show. I don't want to go too, too long because then someone's going to yell at us. I know. Sorry, producer. Borba, Borba literally has <laughs> his, I think he just woke he up. He literally yeah. has his head in his hand. Yeah. And so <laughs> since uh, we did have a loot box, but we're going to hold it off again until next week. So thank you guys for writing. And of course, you can keep sending those in to Ryan. Uh, 
unlocked at IGN.com, I think is the it's email. unlocked at IGN.com. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's uh, we can send them in. And, of course, we're going to wait on trivia because none of us can judge that because we're all We're all tied. We are all tied because we all got it wrong last week. So we're Did you really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, clean slate. Yeah, we're <laughs> even Everybody's at zero still. I'm trying really hard to like attend more shows this year, so I'm not 20 <laughs> points behind at the end. I already have some time that I know I have to take off, so I'm worried. I gotta be Dustin. That's my only goal. I just gotta beat you. Oh my! I'd, li- I'd like to win. I would really love to win, but I just want to beat you. Yeah, just I'll try. Do it fair and square, and of course, take the trophy. I never, I never cheat. No, no, no. I would never do that. I never would. Yeah, that's awful. It's too fun. That would sounds sour exactly like the what victory. a cheater would say. Would I tried giving Miranda my points last year. They didn't allow it. <laughs> she tries that too. I, I tried I, to do that for Alana one year. I'll People got really mad. Points too. <laughs> I thought you had it for a while because like I, I was so I busy at the end of the year there. and yeah. We anyway, should, we should do it like Dave and Buster's. We'll just all pool our tickets together mm-hmm. and then buy the statue and and you <laughs> just know, break it up. We'll we'll split wow. custody. <laughs> I get it every Monday and Wednesday. There you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, Dustin, what do you got going on? Well, uh, at IGN, I'm working on like new shows and new initiatives that we're starting. But on my personal channels, you can now find me over at twitch.tv slash Destin or mixer.com slash Destin. I was able to just get my name, which is really, really nice. And I have a new logo package that I had designed by this team called Get Wrecked Labs. They do really, really great animations and such. And I'm really happy with how it came out. Congrats. That's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. Brandon. Hi. <laughs> um, hey. Hey, hi. I'm very tired. I was up really late writing. Uh, to that point, uh, all month long we've been doing a IGN first deep dive into Disintegration. Super cool new sci-fi shooter coming out of V1 Interactive up in Seattle from Marcus Leto and his team. You know, Marcus Leto being one of the co-founders in, or uh, one of the original creators of Master Chief and Halo. So some cool ties there. Uh, today we put up a piece on the main antagonist of the game, character named Black Shuck. Oh, he, he's a real spooky, real spooky dude. Um, so yeah, you can check that out uh, later this week. We'll have some more cool information I can't talk about just yet. Uh, but if you missed any of the other coverage, I have a full hands-on preview. We've got like 30 minutes of gameplay up, uh, a bunch of behind-the-scenes screenshots. So what I'm trying to tell you is go check out our IGN first on disintegration. <laughs> it is, uh, it's been a good one so far. Please do. And Mark? At Mark underscore Medina on Twitter. Yeah, we've been doing this really cool thing where we've been covering speedruns for years, but now we're doing this thing where we're taking the speedruns and giving them to the developers, and the developers are doing commentary over them. And it's super insightful. Uh, We just put a new one up. Uh, Remedy did a commentary on Control. And it's super funny because a lot of people think that developers would watch a speedrun and be like, we need to fix this, we need to fix that, whatever. Instead, they were like... Uh, we put too many conversations. We need we need to make it where they can skip these combos. Uh, there's a combat gate here. We we need to remove this combo gate because we want we want we want them to be able to get through it faster. So it's really really funny huh. to watch uh, them kind of be like, we need to break our game more so they can get through this faster. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check that out. It's They're really, really cool. good. And then after you watch that one, go watch the uh, Outer Worlds one. With, yeah, there's uh, the Outer Worlds. Tim with, Kane and Leonard Boyarsky. Yeah, they're yeah. really funny. And they 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 were completely blind to it and they're like what why is he jumping over that fence we didn't design it that way but it's really really cool awesome um and for me you can find me at havoc girls and that's havoc with a k on twitter instagram and pretty much everywhere else i'm in the middle of moving but after i move i'm very excited that's awesome i'm so excited uh i will actually probably also start streaming like dustin cool but i'm gonna stream don't stream like dustin be yourself no i am 
I'm gonna I stream dead with my little. Don't sister. say bam. <laughs> I try no, I won't say bam. I swear a lot though. Oh yeah, it's a secret. Well, you do actually. That's right. It's a secret. It's <laughs> off the air. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna start streaming Dota 2 with my little sister because she wants to learn. So awesome. if you want to learn Dota, you can maybe watch along and learn some stuff too. Yes. Um, also, please, as far as IGN things go, check out our E3 2020 wiki because it is that time Dude, already. No, it is not. It's usually supposed it's to be. January. Usually, it's supposed to be late February is when yeah. I start doing it. Yeah. Starting but away this year. Now that event season never ends. Hey, we're already <laughs> talking about Gamescom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to go to more work. So thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will be back next week. Bye. Black Shuck. What was his name? Black, Black Shuck. <laughs> <No. laughs>